1: Okay, so like, if you, it's something like it's like you walk through the. The, the mall and all of a sudden the smell of your mother's perfume hits you and you know it brings you back or just feels right yeah it just uh, you, you some baked goods it thinks mm-hmm. so like you just you know that all is right in the world and you can check him out at com I mean there's really there might be there might be somebody out there that knows as much as Chris Landry about mm-hmm. football but I, I, there's nobody that knows more yeah there's no I've never seen that we're so happy to have him on with us Chris it's Dave it's Jason good morning how are you Nope, hold on. Do we have him uh I I Th- am here? There you, you go. Are. All that,
2: Good morning. That whole uh, intro was, And then we didn't I have was, you potted up. I I know, I know. I was saying um <laughs> that that i got my santa claus outfit on because christmas is here yes football season is here yes
1: it really is and for you it's a year-round thing uh you you uh you never stop i mean obviously it's i'm looking at the site right now at LandryFootball.com, and there's everything you could possibly want when you're talking about previews you're talking about podcasts deep dives all that fun stuff i want to start asking you and by the way let me apologize listeners um Boy, would that have been big news if Trey uh, Lance had been cut? As I said going into the break, Trey Sermon was cut by the Niners yesterday. Chris, this was a pet project. I I, I loved him at Ohio State. I bring up the Northwestern game all the time when he broke the record. And then when my Niners grabbed him, I thought, Oh my God, this is it. And then a sixth rounder in Elijah Mitchell ends up uh, taking the job and they cut this guy a year later. And that to me just underlines the difficulty uh, scouts like you and so many others have where, how do you, how do you figure out how it translates from in Ohio state to San Francisco or does not?
2: Well, I, you know, first of all, I think he's a good back. And, and I, I think that, we had it on Landry football. We had uh, kind of a list of guys to not be surprised if they get released uh, about three weeks ago. And, And Trey was on it because I think that in this system, the backs are very fungible backs are very fungible to begin with. Anyway, it has the shortest lifespan in the league. So they're always looking for younger guys that can do similar things or the same thing, or maybe even do it better. And you can't keep enough of those guys. And at some point, you're going to have to allocate a second contract to them. And I, I just think that they've just got into a numbers game. I still think the guy can play. I th- still think he can be very effective. The other thing is just in this run offense, this this very well-schemed run offense, a lot of backs have success. It does not mean that anybody can go and do it. But there are more guys that can be successful as running backs in this system than in most systems because it's very friendly uh, if they've got good vision, uh, they create um, a, a lot of by scheme a lot of openings for the run game. So you hear a lot about quarterback friendly you know offenses. this is a this is a running back friendly offense.
3: Chris, to kind of continue on that and, and tap into your scouting background, uh, the Raiders as well, I mean, they cut a, a first round pick, Alex Leatherwood, who didn't play well for them. and I don't know if it's as much a new regime in there or it's an indictment on him. They miss there too. When a when a lineman like that goes that high and doesn't work, what happens? Where's the miss there?
2: The miss was by the previous, uh, you know, people that ran it, uh, the draft for the Raiders. The guy was was a good player. He was a third round pick at best, mm. and you know it's just one of those cases where you know when you're on TV and people are giving you information to help you do your job. That's one thing. But when you've got to make your call yourself, it exposes your inability to evaluate. That's just a, that's just a guy that had no business being, you know, drafted that high. And it's not really fair to him because it's like, well, what did he do wrong? What he did wrong was he just got drafted too high. That's not his fault. You know, he's a good player. He's a good player and he'll have a chance to play. He's not a guy. He's a guard probably more than anything. That uh, he's certainly not. Someone have been taken that high, and because they threw him in there, you know it. it, it look, this this new regime's not going to put up with you know other people's mistakes. So they're cleaning house. But he'll get another chance, and, and probably when you take away the whole, well, he's a first round pick. You need to be great. moniker away from him. The guy will have, I think, a decent career. It's just you know he was overdrafted. It's yeah. just people that don't know how to draft and are not involved in the We all make mistakes, but that was one which clearly was people that were running it that had no clue.
1: Chris Landry joining us. You know, it's funny. We were talking similar thing, Chris yesterday about that previous regime. And we were going back through their first round picks, the Cleveland ferals of the world and Jonathan Abrams and all these guys were the exception, you know, none of them, uh, ended up with that uh, with that extension, uh, even though Josh Jacobs remains with the team. But the first round record for the Raiders since, I want to say, 2015-16 was horrible. That being said, in the Cleveland furl draft, they still ended up with, uh, what, Crosby, Renfro, and Jacobs, who all made Pro Bowls. So my question again to you as somebody who's actually been there, I'm not going to ask you if drafting in the later rounds is easier, but is it— does the draft severely change for scouts what after the second or third round where it it opens up a little bit for those successes?
2: Well, it depends on the situation like in the Raiders, those guys you mentioned, those good those were the coaches
1: making the calls on
2: that. Gotcha. They, they they were they were the guys in in the guys at the top were the personnel guy again. That was a little inexperienced. So he basically they listened to the coaches a little bit more about sure. you know who to go and look. I mean, it, it happens. It's look. I think that we're seeing more and more guys that maybe get a job. And this is just my belief. And, mm-hmm. and of course, I'm biased because I come from a coaching and scouting background. But I believe if you're going to be a GM, I think someone with a coaching and scouting background. And, and by that, not not talking about it on TV, but actually having coached the game at this level, scouted for years at this level, and it takes a lot of experience. I don't care who you are—sports talk show host, lawyer, accountant—I mean, you 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 are thrown into a business that you're not qualified for to make decisions. It's it's going to be it's going to be very very difficult to have success. In fact, it's almost just by happenstance when you have it. I think that has a lot to do with it. We're seeing more and more guys that are not from a football background get in that business, but the ones that get away with it are ones that just listen to their coaches a little bit more, which is fine, but I like to say, you know, let's all go go in our room and study players and let's debate it, but everybody that's being in the debate session has to be people that know what they're talking about and not just influenced by what a coach says i want i i always tell my coaches this and I always tell my scouts this i don't want telephone scouts i don't want guys that 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 try to check with their buddies let me go see what the running back coach thinks and what the defensive line coach thinks and all of a sudden you gotta that that doesn't do any good that's just i wanted people that can sit there and say i see him this way even if it's different than the way we all see him because then I want to be able to go in and as a group look and make decisions. Uh, group think has to be with people that really can think as it relates to football. I-, I think that that's what separates the good organizations from the bad ones. We all know who they are. And that's the difference in why, okay, well they've had some success with the Max Crosby because, you know, that was the guy that the coach really liked and they pushed him and, So it works out. But, you know, you've got to have more than just relying upon one individual position coach. You've got to have people that think and and see the game in a similar way and understand it the same way. And there's a respect level between them. And that was a big part of the problem. I know with the Raiders and the, the pass regime was coaches didn't respect the GM who had no football background, you know, and that's the problem. That's always a problem when you have it that way.
3: Chris Landry joining us, landryfootball.com, a ton of stuff on that website, got to check it out. Not only NFL but certainly college and Chris first full weekend of college this weekend gives us two matchups of top 10, well top 11 teams. The surprise to me there is that, you know, you got Notre Dame, Ohio State and Oregon, Georgia both, you know, Notre Dame, or excuse me, Ohio State and Georgia in this case, favored by two touchdowns plus. Uh, are those those matchups that lopsided?
0: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Revoid prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
2: I think that they probably are, but I would, you know, buyer beware if you're thinking about the game in those terms, that first game of the year, those games might be a little bit closer, at least for a stretch than people might think. I would think, I'm not suggesting people do this, but if you're going to put down uh, Diet Coke on those games, I'd just be thinking that that might be a little bit closer first game. But I think that Oregon is really good line of scrimmage team. I don't think they have the playmakers. I think Georgia pulls away in the second half. I think Ohio State is far more athletic than Notre Dame, more explosive. But I do think Notre Dame physically at the line of scrimmage can hang with Ohio State after a while. And Ohio State, I think it's big that they're at home. But particularly on the road, but, but just in general, home or or away, in early games like this, have not fared as well. So uh, a lot's expected of Ohio State. lot's expected of the improvement of their defense with their new defense coordinator, Jim Knowles. But And I expect them to win. I expect them maybe to win going away in the second half. But I'm kind of thinking more like, you know, I'd be more comfortable with, like, a 13-14 rather, rather than 17. But but who knows? I do like Ohio State and Georgia in those games. So.
1: Chris Landry with us. Last one. 15 years ago today. 15 years ago today, 31-point underdog Appalachian State Oh wow! goes into the big house and takes out Michigan. Listen, top of your head, Chris, but you've forgotten more about college football than most of us will ever know. Is that number one? Where Where is that rank for you? And, I mean, gosh, are we ever going to see anything like that again?
2: You, you know what else was, uh, and how's this for a good start? You guys are in the media business, TV, radio. That was the opening game.
0: Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. no purchase necessary Avoid. We're prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus it is ryan here and i have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper
2: on the Big Ten Network. How's that, <laughs> how's, how's that for a, yeah. a, a, a hey, splash. You, know, we, you know, because you get those games and you say, oh, yeah, the good game's over there, but we, we, we got to go with the lopsided games, and boom, they had the game that you just did it 15 years ago. We're talking about it. It's one of the big upsets. I do think, um, you know, point spread-wise, I'm trying to remember. I don't remember, but wasn't – the Stanford upset, Jim Harbaugh Stanford upset of number one USC, I think that was maybe just as big of a uh, point spread uh, upset. But that in terms of Appalachian State, Michigan in the big house, I, I just think the setting of that probably will – we think about that game, we talk about that game a lot, so it certainly is in that uh, pantheon of – Big big upsets.
1: Hey Jason, you want to know why uh, why Chris Landry is such a special guest? Why is that? Two thousand seven, Stanford Cardinal beat USC twenty four twenty three, despite USC being favored by forty one points. Wow, forty one yeah. points. 41. Oh my god, yeah, forty one. <laughs> and
2: I don't I don't think Michigan was a forty one point favorite Probably over not. no, because yeah, because no. if you remember that Michigan team, that was yeah. Lloyd Carr's last year. Yep. Yeah. Um, and they were a good team. It's a Appalachian State, Michigan, it sounds But, yeah, yeah I, I can remember because that wasn't just a USC team. That yeah. was a big-time, great, yep. you know, no-one-can-stop-them USC team. And the Stanford team, you know, that was before Jim got it rolling. <sighs> That was huge. That was one of those, uh, yeah, okay. I didn't realize, I didn't remember 40 points. 41 points.
1: Well, you you get nuggets like that. You're just top of his head, and he grabbed it 10 points more than Appalachian State was the dog right there. Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com if you really want to listen to somebody that knows what the heck they're talking about. Chris, we always appreciate you. Enjoy the weekend, and we'll talk to you soon.
2: Hey, you guys enjoy the weekend kickoff of college football, and uh, we'll hope to talk to you guys again soon. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you.
1: Thank, Thank you. you. That is uh, Chris Landry, and we are way late for a break. Always fun to talk to him. When we come back, yeah, we'll follow up on a couple of things that uh, we spoke about with him. A couple of things uh, that are quite interesting, and they're also Eurobasket getting ready to start. We'll keep an eye on to it's a bonus. We're back right after this.